Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there, welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. We're continuing the longer rows and today it's a 55 minute row. Now what we're going to do is row it all at 20 strokes per minute, but we're going to break it into 5 minute chunks and every 5 minutes we're going to do 5 hard pushes with our legs, basically just powerful strokes. Um, and pace wise, well, what this means is that I want you to do the main 20 strokes per minute at round about 2k plus, I know, between 18 and 22 depending on how fit you're feeling that day. But when you do these 5 power strokes, I want you to try and increase your pace kind of at least three seconds per 500 meters, um, hopefully around about six, and if you can get more than that, then that's great. I just wanna make sure you're putting a good shove from your legs and a good strong finish for those five power strokes. Okay, so it's a very much kind of run about a five to six out of 10 effort level. Those power things will probably be up at seven, eight, but you're only doing the like five strokes of them, still at the 20 strokes a minute, so it'll just be a nice, gentle breeze for this 55 minutes. As always, I'll be talking about technique and some training tips and some mental strength side of things. Um, so we'll, I'll just keep you company for the 55 minutes, but we might as well get into our four minute warm up now. You can tell that I know I'm saying a lot because I'm going really, really fast. So our four, four minute warm up. Let's start off by setting up our drag factor. If you don't know anything about drag factor, where to set it, etc., then please check out the video that I have on the YouTube channel. Next up, go to your monitor and set it at eye height so you don't have to look up or down. And finally, the foot strap should cover the bottom lace of your shoe, or if you're in socks like me, just let you bend forward comfortably at the front. So that for me means in socks, I have four holes showing, and if I was in shoes, I'd be three holes showing, and I am a size 10. Okay, so four minute warm up, starting at 18 strokes a minute, in three, two, one, go. A nice gentle start to the warm up. So I don't want you to worry about pace. Just let's get into some rowing. Let the body warm up a bit. Get used to the fact that you're gonna be rowing for 55 minutes today, non-stop. And that's not to say I'm not gonna let you stop. If you wanna stop at one point, stretch your legs maybe, or if you suddenly feel like you really need a drink, then by all means stop. The point is to try and get through the whole 55 minutes without stopping, but if you have to stop, you have to stop. No one's gonna shout at you for it. No one's there to see you anyway. Right, we're one minute into this warm-up, and I just want you to think about whether you're Arms are straight as you start the drive. Whether you're initiating the drive with a push from your legs rather than a pull of your arms. And then just think, is your body, your upper body swinging from a one o'clock forward lean at the front of the machine to an 
11 o'clock backward lean at the back of the machine. Those three things take care of 60% of the stroke. It's then just down to how you make sure you do them. Okay, one more stroke here. And let's take a foot out, put it on the floor. Continue rowing with one leg strapped in. Try and keep your rhythm and your stroke form the same as it was before. The only difference is you've only got one leg in. Okay, one more stroke. Let's swap feet and then continue rowing with the other leg strapped in. Make sure still to give that good push from the front. Just because you've only got one leg in doesn't mean you're not pushing off with that leg. And let it just help you with flexibility and compression. Okay, one more stroke. Both feet in, legs straight, and just continue rowing with your back and your arms. Just swing your back over your hips and pull in your arms, then arms away and swing forwards, and then just keep repeating. So basically you're just rowing without your legs. If you need a small bend in your knees, that's okay. Just don't have enough that you're generating any power from your legs. One more stroke. Slide to the front of the machine, arms straight, and just drive out with the legs, with your arms straight. So you're not finishing the stroke, you're just sliding to the front, and then pushing off, feeling that moment when you engage the handle with the flywheel, and pick it up and make it turn. One more stroke. All done. I like to finish on a full stroke, just to feel a bit more complete. Anyway, so you have a quick drink, move up and down the rail, and I'll describe one more time what it is we're doing today. Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. Okay then, so today's row is going to be a 55 minute row at 20 strokes per minute. Now we're going to break this into 5 minute chunks by every 5 minutes doing 5 hard strokes. So most of this row you're going to be doing at 2k plus 18 to 22 pace, but those 5 strokes I want you to increase your pace when you give it some laldy, as they say in Scotland, you give a good old shove from your legs, okay? So I want you to be at least two seconds faster for that shove, but ideally closer to five, if not more. Just a good amount of power every five minutes, just for five strokes. I'll talk more about the whole 2K plus uh, idea during the row quite early on, but what I'll do first is just quickly go through technique. Then I'll talk a little bit about what that pace means just in case you're a little bit lost. So if you've never done this before, basically I just want you to row at a pace that you'd be able to keep a conversation going at, um, while taking a few breaths now and then because you're working hard, but certainly not enough that you're not going to be able to complete a 55-minute row, okay? This one I'm hoping you can get all the way through, all right? Less talking for me. 
more rowing from us, hey? There's no point in me talking to you now when we've got 55 minutes together, okay? So remember, 20 strokes per minute, run about 2K plus 18 to 22. You just pick that range depending on how strong and fit you're feeling today. In three, two, one, go. Right, so let's get locked into stroke rate first. So remember, just follow me either by watching me on the video or if you're listening to this on the podcast by just listening to the sound of my flywheel turning and to be honest my speech pattern is pretty much geared towards pausing for every drive so hopefully you can eventually just work out the rhythm that I'm rowing at just by the way I speak so for what it's worth right now I'm rowing at 2k plus 18 or 19 but I'm quite sure that will slow down a tiny bit as we go through the 55 minutes It's still my first week back after taking a week off. So I'm still just trying to take it easy. Ease myself into it a bit. And I can tell I had a week off because I'm actually getting kind of calluses, blisters on my middle fingers. I never get blisters. Anyway, so really big global overview of the stroke first is to say I want you to think of this as a pushing motion that you're pushing with your legs from the front of the machine that this isn't a pulling motion yes there's a pull involved but the pull happens here at the back of the stroke when you're here at the front of the stroke all your arms and hands are doing is hanging on to the handle Okay, you're kind of braced against the handle, allowing the power from your legs to transfer up through your body, through your arms and into the handle. And you're not fighting against that power by pulling with your arms too soon so your arms should be nice and straight as you connect here at the front of the machine and you only bend your elbows and start to pull in at the kind of 
halfway through your leg drive point here. So all the power is able to flow through your body without it being soaked up by your biceps and shoulders and forearms. And that is vital, both for energy efficiency, for injury prevention, and just for power. If you can get all of the power from your legs first, and then add in your arms, rather than fighting your leg power with your arms and then having nothing else to add, you will go faster. Trust me. It may take a while if you're not used to it, to develop the rhythm, but it will work out for you. Okay, in three, two, one. Here we go with five power strokes. I'll tell you how much faster I'm going. So three strokes in, I'm six seconds faster than I was before. Here we go, back down to your cruising pace. So that's all it is. We roll for five minutes and then we do five power strokes. So I think that means as being we don't start or finish with power strokes, we'll do 50 in total across the 55 minute row. I think, if I've got my maths right. So, I've given you the real headline of what the stroke is. That it's a pushing motion with the feet and not a pulling with the arms. Well, until it is. <laughs> To get what I mean. So let's quickly cover the positions in the stroke. So I might as well just talk technique for a while. This may be the first time you've done one of my videos and this may help you. So stages of the stroke are at the front as you're about to start the stroke is the catch okay so you come in here to the catch primed and ready to go then is the drive and that's when you drive with the legs swing your back and then as you pull the handle in to your chest that is the finish, the point when it all comes to an end at the back of the stroke. Then 
there's the release which is when you put the handle back away from you and you rock over your hips into a forward lean so that's the release and then the recovery is when you bend your knees to slide towards the front of the machine again into the catch ready to start again so catch drive finish release recover some folks don't include the release as part of the stroke they can say the release and the recovery is one and the same but I don't because I want to make my own t-shirts damn it <laughs> no actually in all seriousness the release is vital in getting your body position right so what you want is all the work's done in the release and then the recovery is just about sliding forwards so once again catch, drive, finish, release, recover catch, drive, finish, release, recover and that's it you just do that over and over again however many times a minute your stroke rate is at for however many minutes it takes you to finish your row simple we might as well stop here <laughs> okay three strokes then power two last one here we go then five power strokes four three two one more these power strokes are just here really just to liven up the row for you just to make it split into five minutes make it a bit more exciting because trust me when you sit down to just 55 minutes of rowing at 20 strokes a minute it's easy to go well this is going to be long and boring so by working on ways to break the row down into smaller chunks it's far less daunting it's less of a cumbersome solid dump of a row you just have in our case today 11 little nibbles at the row instead of a big huge chomp so much about rowing it's about mind games about 
stopping your mind, giving you that negative talk about reframing the session. So instead of it being that it's something you have to do, you turn it into something you want to do. It's something when you're a, when you're a kid and you just go out and play with friends. You all jump on your bikes. It's nine o'clock in the morning. You all go out and you just cycle around the place. You eventually come home at five o'clock for dinner. You've been cycling around the place for eight hours. You've covered like 40 miles and you're only 10, but you've had lots of fun. You've got one heck of a workout through the course of the day, but you never thought about it that way. It's just been fun with your friends. Roll on 30 years or so, and suddenly you find yourself in a gym strapped to a exercise bike with a dodgy TV channel in front of you, or worse, nothing. Or you've just got a playlist of music and suddenly you're dialing in a half hour session to your spin bike thinking I'm never going to complete this this is hell why am I here I'd rather be at home with the cat and a bowl of crisps a glass of wine and suddenly you've talked yourself out of it because you're not enjoying it you're doing it because you have to not because you want to and I mean listen it happens to me too it happens to all adults where your priorities change it's not about having fun it's about slotting in things that you must do into that one hour after work or before work or at your lunch hour or after the kids have gone to bed or and exercise has become a chore all right three two one here we go with our five power strokes four nice and powerful three two one so we're not talking full power if you don't want to just a good few seconds faster so anyway part of the key is finding something you love doing I'm really thankful that I found the rowing machine 
again back in 2013. After years of just using it for cardio training for my squash playing, I eventually stumbled upon a machine going cheap, which is this one, and thought, well, I can't cycle anymore because I've got kids and I'd rather spend time with them at the weekend than go out on five, six hour rides which is what I needed to do in order to get the workout that I was looking for on the bike suddenly anything between six minutes and an hour and I could put myself into a much worse state than on a bike so thought let's row instead and then just fell in love with it again just loved being on the rowing machine it helped that as you start and you see all the fitness and strength and speed gains just pile up the more you use it the fitter you get the faster you get and then that means you keep on training more and more harder and harder you get faster and faster and it's just a self-fulfilling circle especially when you start so what it means is that I never dread coming on a row machine sometimes for a race I'll certainly dread how I'm going to feel four minutes into a two minute sorry four minutes into a 2k race if I was four minutes into a two minute race something's gone wrong but the fact is I just really enjoy rowing I just think it's really so sad when you hear people saying oh tried the row machine hated it or worse bought a rowing machine now it's for sale because I hated it because in the most cases the reason they hate it is either because they don't have a structure something that sets out either the row that they're doing that day or a plan that they can follow over like a four to six week period structure goes so much further in terms of your training motivation than just climbing on and going for a row when you don't know how far, how long 
how fast you can't measure it against the previous row. Right. Four. Three. Two. One. Here we go, power strokes. Let's make sure we're faster. If you want to hear that flywheel accelerate much more than before. All right, back down in pace, normal strokes again. We're just past 20 minutes in today's row now. Well done. So, if technique and training structure are the things that stop people enjoying it, enjoying rowing. Let's spend some time making sure that you're not in either of those camps. So I gave a global overview of the stroke about 20 minutes ago. And now it's time to break down each part of that stroke. And I want you to just think about the positions that your body is in as I describe where you should be for an optimal efficiency and prevention of injury stroke so the catch you always start the catch because that's how you start every row the main things position wise are that you have straight arms your shins are pointing vertically and you have a forward lean over your hips into a one o'clock position on a clock face not more, not less just one o'clock but there are uh, breakdowns into how you get your body into that position so your arms you want to make sure you're not overreaching through the shoulders rounding in quite easy to just hyperextend through the shoulders just nice and relaxed in front of you relaxed shoulders and relaxed arms Maybe, if it helps, put in a little external rotation of your elbows. That might help you keep your arms relaxed but straight. Your fingers, 
nice and open, holding onto the handle by hooking over it, not gripping it for dear life. And with your thumbs under the handle, not over. So your thumbs lightly touch your index finger. Now all of that description about arms, shoulders and fingers is about getting that power transfer from your legs through your arms, fingers, into the handle and into the flywheel. If you have tense arms, if you're choking the handle, if your thumbs are over the handle, or if you bend your arms too soon, you're robbing yourself of potential power. Okay, three, two, one. Here we go, five power strokes. Five, four, three, two, one. There we go. I'm back into 2K plus 18 to 22. Next up then, your shins. You want them at vertical. And that is partly down to how far forwards you slide the seat. So you want to slide the seat forward enough that your shins are vertical. However, you also have to make sure you have a good posture, kind of nice and powerful, and you're sitting on your sit bones at the front of the seat rather than with your hips rolled backwards and the meat of your butt on the seat like this if you have your hips rolled backwards it's a lot harder to get your shins vertical and what you usually find happens is you end up smacking the seat off your heels so that's a telltale sign that your posture is completely wrong. Now it could also be that you're sliding too far forwards even with good posture. In which case your shins go past vertical and that is likely to cause a tremendous power leak from your stroke because you'll miss the connection with the flywheel with your arms and your butt will scoot back before your legs connect 
properly with the flywheel. So shins vertical, not past. But also, you don't want to be too shallow. You don't want to stop short and only put in half a leg slide. Because then you're also robbing yourself of a lot of power. I mean, I just dropped seven seconds then when demonstrating a half leg press. If you want to be at the front, coiled up like a spring, ready to launch into every stroke. Now, the simplest way to improve your slide forwards if there's a flexibility issue is just to use a post-it note to mark how far you can slide and then move it slightly further towards where you want to be each time you row and what happens is as you hit that new point you'll feel a little click as the rollers go over the post-it note not enough to stop you so it's not like putting a resistance band over where you want to be which will just thunder you to a stop and won't really help your flexibility as much as my method and then you just keep moving it a little bit further down on each session until you eventually reach the point you want to be at and then leave it there so you can feel it when you hit it. Two, one, here we go, power strokes, five, four, Three, two, one. Back to cruising pace. So it's half an hour in. Well done. Good job. So, shins are vertical. Arms straight. Are you managing to focus on this? as I talk about it then posture we've spoken about the posture is not just about helping your shins it's also about making sure your forward lean is in position powerfully ready to take the power of the stroke. So, up on your sit bones. Nice, powerful, but not wooden upright. Back with a braced core, ready to brace against the power 
from your legs to send it through your body and into the handle. And make sure you're in that forward lean as you drive away with the legs. Now, what you might find with the whole shins vertical thing is that in order to get there, your heels have to come up a little bit. As long as your heels are coming up to just hit vertical, and you're not going past vertical, and provided you have the good posture, forward lean, and up on your sit bones, then heels up is perfectly fine. As long as, lots of caveats here, eh? As long as when you start a leg drive, the first thing you do is slam those heels back down on the foot plate. So I want your full foot, both feet connected as you drive with the legs. I don't want you pushing off with the balls of your feet. And then you focus on pushing the machine away from you. Don't think about sending yourself backwards or helping to pull the handle. Just straight arms and push the machine into next door or into the row of running machines or cross trainers, whatever is in front of you. But also, make sure your arms are straight and at that connection point, you're still leaning forwards. I want you to hold that forward lean for at least half of the stroke with straight arms and only halfway down do you swing your back over your hips and then pull your arms in which I'll describe next three two one, here we go, power strokes. Five, four, three, two, one. There we go. Back to cruising pace. So your arms. So once you do that transition of your back from the forward lean into the backward lean, like I said, that's 
halfway through the stroke. Once you initiate that lean, start pulling the handle at pretty much the halfway point of your backswing. So not at the same time, but just after. So back arms, back arms, back arms, like that. And then as much as I say this isn't a pulling motion at the back of the stroke, it totally is. So I want you to finish strong at the back of the stroke. Your arms aren't an afterthought. They're there to squeeze that last bit of pace out of the flywheel. So pull in, put your elbows through your sides and finish with the handle at sternum height. That engages all the big muscles and leaves the smaller muscles to just help rather than overwork and possibly get injured. Now, there are variations to that finish. The first one being putting your elbows out to the sides flaring them out so that your elbows don't come through they kind of go perpendicular to your chest however even demonstrating it there I can really feel it going into my shoulders which shoulders are powerful but they're not as powerful as your lats, which you use if you pull your elbows through your sides with only a tiny outwards motion. That way your shoulders come into play a little bit, but mostly it's your lats. And then the other way you'll often see is people who finish with a handle up at the neck. And they also have a deeper layback. So I say finishing at 11 o'clock is more efficient and will stop your lower back running the risk of injury. But very strong, powerful rowers whose body can take the strain, you'll find finish high with a deeper layback. 
but that puts a lot of force on your back, your forearms and your biceps. Three, two, one, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Back to cruising speed. And like I said before, I'm describing an energy efficient, injury reducting stroke. And although you might roll with that high handle, maybe your body can just take it without injury, but I wouldn't recommend anyone new to rowing or without the muscle protection to brace against those forces. Wouldn't recommend any of them doing it that way. Right, so that's the finish. Handle in, nice braced core at the finish so that you're ready for the release and the recovery. Now the release starts with a handle. So the speed you brought the handle in at, I want you to send it away at. I don't want you to lose a rhythm, so don't go in, out, straight, in, out, straight, okay? It's not, you're not throwing the handle away from you, especially at these low rates. Maybe when you get up to anything over 30 strokes a minute, it'll feel like you're having to throw the handle away, but here it's about rhythm. Remember the ratio of your stroke, especially at 20 strokes a minute, is one second drive, two seconds recover. So you don't need to jerk that handle away from you. Just in, out. Boom, boom. Same pace in, in, out. Same pace out. And then as you get the handle away from you, that initiates your forward body rock. Which should mean that by the time the handle is over your knees, you're already straight arms and the perfect forward body lean. So you don't have to change your posture or back angle at all. 
and then all you have to do is bend your knees and you effortlessly roll to the front of the machine. So, hands away, body rock, bend knees. Hands, body, knees. And it gets you in the perfect catch position. And that is the majority of the stroke. Handle height, just keep it neutral. You're not in a boat, so you don't need to get the oars out the water by pushing it down and then back up. Just neutral back and forwards is fine. Okay, five, four, three, two, one. Here we go with power strokes. Five, four, three, two, one. Good job. Back to cruising speed. Now, two other things I'll talk about quickly is your head. Try not to swing your head back as you start the stroke, like that, like looking up at the ceiling. Because all that does is it causes your back to lean back way too soon. Usually, even before you've started the leg drive. So nice and neutral. Just keep your eyes on the monitor. Or, in my case, I have a little Lego man, Heisenberg strapped to the top of my machine and I just keep eye contact with him the whole way through and that way I know I'm not looking at the ceiling and then lastly on technique your feet so the point of the stroke is to drive with your full leg extension okay but what you want to do is finish it before your body swing an arm finish so nice and finish so legs body arms legs body arms that's the order they finish in it's quite quick as you go through the three, but the important part is that you've got all of your leg drive in to the machine by the time you get to the back of the stroke and that you're not having to stop yourself by yanking on the foot straps. 
Why? Well, number one, that's energy you could have been putting into the machine that you're having to just soak up with your feet. Number two, can cause injury as you put all that force through the front of your shins, your quads, and your hip flexors. But what it also does is it mangles your posture because by tugging on the foot straps what happens is you send your hips backwards remember a good half an hour ago when I was talking about posture I said you don't want your hips rolled backwards you want to be able to just rock back and forwards over your sit bones with your hips finishing pointing forwards hard to do if you start off the recovery with your hips tucked under you then have to manufacture something to get into that forward lean and more often than not what happens is you're not in that forward lean you're in some weird kind of crumple zone back killing power losing ugly looking stroke so don't use the foot straps all right three strokes two one more it's the last of our power strokes five four three two one more one there we go so now it's just just over four and a half minutes at cruising pace now if you don't trust me with the foot straps you'll see me do this before but here we go one foot out two feet out so there we go both feet out of the foot straps yet I'm not flying off the back of the machine nor am I stranded at the back unable to come forwards and that's because I finished my leg drive before my body and arms and then the release and the hip swing creates the momentum to help me down the rail when I bend my knees ta-da only took what 40, 40 odd minutes nice to have the time to really unpack technique so if you've made it this far hopefully that's because 
you chose to do this session because you wanted to do a good long session, not just climb on and row. And that's the point of structure. Whether it's just giving the row you're doing that day structure, like what we're doing right now, or following a plan, it means you have something to focus on. You're not just blowing into the wind. It also means usually there's some kind of prescribed pace for you to hold. So you can measure your, well, your progress or your continuity. So I use 2K based pace. And what that means is you row a two kilometer time trial as fast as you can. And then you work out your average time to cover 500 meters. So say you did it in seven minutes 40, that means your average to cover each 500 was 155. No matter whether you started at 140 and ended at two minutes, your average across the whole 2K is 155. And then when I say today you're rowing at 2K plus 20, you take that average split time and add 20 seconds to it. So in this example, that means 155 plus 20. So you'll be rowing at a pace of two minutes, 15 per 500 meters. Assuming your rowing machine displays that, of course. And that's it. And then as you feel you progress, you do another 2K time trial. And if you're faster, you adjust your average 2K time to reflect that faster 2K. And then your training pace is then faster still. And that's how you improve your training on a progressive scale. Faster you get, the harder you train, but always in proportion to your ability. One more stroke. All done. So what I mean is, if my 2K average is 140, then 20 seconds slower for me is the same kind of percentage-ish in terms of the effort I'm putting in for somebody whose 2K time is two minutes. So I might be going from a 140 average to two minutes at 2K plus 20. And the two minutes person might go from all the way down to two minutes and 20 seconds. But as a proportion of effort that they're putting in, it's the same for each person. Which is why as you get faster on your 2K, it's important to change your training pace with it. So that the distance between your 2K amount of effort is always the same. 
So whether you're 130 plus 20 is still the same, whether you're 320 plus 20 is still the same, it's all linked to your performance. And it's your performance, not my performance. Anyway, sorry. Bit of a finish to that one, didn't quite fit it in. Silly John, but hey, hopefully that gave you a chance to just shake yourself off and have a quick drink. Let's just jump into a two minute cool down. In three, two, one, go. Now just round about 18 strokes a minute and just enough to connect the drive with your legs and the handle catching the flywheel. Not really thinking anything pace-wise, I just want you to make sure that your muscles are connecting just enough to kind of cool them down a bit or warm them down or ease them off, whatever phrase you like today. So it's a nice gentle two minutes just to reset your body, give you a chance to think about how you just got on for the last, I mean, 55 minutes. That's a long row. So well done, whether you had to stop to stretch your legs or stop to take a drink or whether you got through the entire thing. If it's not something that you're used to doing, then give yourself a proper pat on the back. It's not talent that got you there. It's your hard work that got you there. You could be the most talented person in the world, but if you don't put in the time and the effort, then maybe you'd stop halfway, who knows? Anyway, so I hope you enjoyed this 55 minute row, which follows on after the 45 and 50. I wonder what's coming next. Hmm, answers on the postcard. Well, answers in the YouTube comments. <laughs> uh, but yeah, leave a comment, subscribe, click the notification bell, say hello, check out the Facebook group. Just let me know you're out there. Oh, it's two minutes done. You keep on rolling if you wish while I just finish off my, my blurb at the end. But yeah, I keep on making these because I know that people are out there watching them. And the only way that I know people are out there watching them is when you ping me a little message, YouTube comment or whatever, and let me know you're out there. So I'll keep on making them as long as you keep on watching them. That's what I always say. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this one. I'm sure you worked out what's coming up next. Uh, whether that's actually going to be tomorrow or I might take a day's break. It's all going to be how I feel tomorrow and also what the whoop strap says, which what it says mostly is my heart rate. It doesn't read correctly when I'm rowing because that was massively over compared to what it should be. So I actually have to run my Apple Watch at the same time as the whoop so that I get an accurate reading of my heart rate and my polar strap for when I find a little sensor thing, which I've lost today. I always misplace it, but anyway. Uh, so hashtag today, don't lose the sensor. <laughs> yeah, idiot. Or just, yeah, idiot, whatever. But yeah, anyway, right, so I'm at that point where I'm rambling and I'm just having fun with myself rather than, this is stuff that shouldn't end up on YouTube. Uh, I should be more professional. I should be all like, hey, come on, roll with me. Come on, let's strap in and let's do a session. Come on, yay. If I ever start doing that, feel free to completely subscribe, okay? Uh, unsubscribe, sorry. <laughs> because that's not what I'm about, is enough guys and girls out there that do that and what we yeah 
I kind of figure I just do row a session, I keep you company, as though you're sitting next to me. I just waffle away to you, pretty much saying the same thing every time. But this technique thing is really important. That's why I always talk about it, because I'm hoping it's just triggering off these little things that you suddenly go, oh, oh yeah, he's right about my back, and oh, yeah, he's right about my, my arms. So I'll never shut up about that either. So if you don't like me talking about technique, then either put me on mute <laughs> or or maybe I'm not the right one for you, you never know. Anyway, I'm going to go because I'm now into that point where I'm now underselling myself and telling you all to go and look at someone else instead of me, whereas I should be going, come on, watch me, I'm amazing, click, like, give me 100,000 views instead of the 250 views that I get. But anyway, I'm off for a shower because I'm soaking wet. Get something to eat, have something to drink because I'm really thirsty after a good solid hour and a bit on the rowing machine without a drink. And that's me done. So I'll see you in the next one. Have a great day. Bye bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.